Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. And welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Elizabeth. I'm also Elizabeth. Elizabeth, are you like, okay? What I should have said is, in the year of our Lord, April 2020, since every month is now basically the equivalent to an entire year. You know, just how it works out. But hey, we went through 413, and it was great. We did. I saw so much June fan art, and I sent all of it to you. Oh shit, someone replied to us on Twitter, and I forgot to do it. I forgot to reply back. In these times when there is social media that exists, who could blame you for not doing that? Yeah, you know, just how it works. Anyway, so Elizabeth, this session had some things going on. It had a lot of things going on. It was troubling. It was funny. It was sweet. It ran the whole gamut here. It was great. What What do you think was great about it? It just spanned so many things. It had the weird new art style. It had a sound file. It had existential horror within the sound file. It had, I guess I'll call them villains for lack of a better word, because they suck and I hate them. It had nice paradox sibling relationships. It had Jade yelling her head off at two different car cats. We had it all here, folks. Can I- Where do I, you want to start, Liz? Where do you want to start? Okay, I, I, I know where I want to start. Jade is inherently more likable now that she doesn't have powers. Yes, it's true. Jade is more likable now. I completely agree. This whole session, like, she, you know, she was fighting a migraine this whole time, and she was just so charming. Yes, exactly. She's just sick and tired of things, and she doesn't know more than everyone else anymore, and she's completely out of the loop, and she doesn't know what's going on, and Carcat's being mean to her for years now, and she is fed up with it, and also she was so worried about John, and things are good. This has been peak Jade so far, absolutely. 
Well, because before, even when we were in Jade's shoes, we were never really meant to inhabit the Jade. Because, you know, she was on another level. She had all these powers that we didn't know about. She knew more than us. Now we know more than Jade. She wasn't a character up until now so much as she was a way for the narrative to introduce a bunch of stuff. New concepts to us to give us information, things like that. And now for the first time, she isn't serving that function. And so she can actually be a real character and suddenly have like real emotions and not just be there for the sake of all of the other characters and for the sake of the plot. And I think that is like the turning point for like, oh, she's actually good and likable. Yeah, like Jade always had a lot of stuff going on. There was always a bunch of shit around her house that you were like, okay, yeah, this is Jade, but this is Jade. This is Jade with a migraine. This is Jade tired and scared and angry. This is this is a Jada-like. You don't love someone until you see their lowest point. Exactly. And even then, like, she isn't, she's still Jade. You know, we really saw that in her conversation with John. I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I recognize her, even though it's been a long time since we've seen her. This is the character who's familiar. So it is, it is still the same character. We're just seeing her going through some stuff right now. She had a horrible nightmare and she doesn't know what's going on and she's disoriented and Carcat's being super weird and confusing and she can't get a hold of Dave, and suddenly Rose is the person who knows everything, and yeah. I kind of want to wager a guess here. Remember when we were first meeting Jade, and, you know, she would have these dreams, and she would have conversations with people while sleeping, and she was a v way more of an airhead while she was asleep. And when she woke up, she would- sometimes you would see a little bit of that frustration as she woke up, like, oh man, I can't believe I did that, that sort of thing. Did we just not, like, dream Jade? Huh. That's possible. Is dream- does dream Jade just suck? Dream Jade- if dream Jade is noticeably different from regular Jade, huh, I think you might be onto something. Is dream Jade dumb? Let's not speak ill of the dead, okay? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, uh, real f fun question. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jade is going through her session right now, and they know a lot more now, which is very interesting the way they're approaching Jade's, like, pre-meteor part of her session, um, because they know what they're doing. They're actually, like, strategizing, like, okay, like, we can't prototype this thing with your grandpa now because then all of the imps will look like your grandpa sort of thing. Right, right. We need it. We need to find something else to prototype it with at first. Do we actually need to prototype it the first time or can we just do the second prototyping? So my question is, what do you think they're going to prototype that kernel with? I, I just want to know like your theory. Well, I will have to look at the room that they were in, because uh, it'll probably be something from there. You'd have to check and see the room where it happens? Yes. Well, there are a bunch of globes. There are mummies. There are suits of armor. 
There are just many possibilities here. So many possibilities. I feel like they're saying that they're going to try to do something smart, but I feel like maybe they won't. I feel like maybe not at all. (laughs) I love him, but this is John we're talking about. So that begs the question, what's the worst thing they could prototype this with? I would say suit of armor would be pretty bad. So I think I'll go with that. Okay, you're thinking way too small, but I appreciate the effort. I said I'm looking at it's so much worse than a suit of armor. Okay, great. See, I was thinking, I was thinking globe or something. Anyway, we'll see that next time, I guess. Yeah, it'll be great. Definitely won't have any sort of impact on that fight with Bro and Jack Noir. Yeah, yeah. How about them, huh? I do love the cinematic imagery of this because Andrew Hussey is cutting this like goofy scene of them being like, oh, what should we prototype this with? You know, like, what do we like? It's going to change all the monsters sort of thing. He's intercutting that with like this actually serious showdown between Bro and Jack Noir. And you're like, okay, whatever they do is going to have a very big hand in what happens in this fight. Right, right. Like, it, the, ugh, it is pretty clever. And it, it does seem to be working pretty well, especially like scrolling back to where we ended and the scene of like seeing Cal they're just like stitched back together I like shoved my chair away from my desk Cal sucks man no, Cal why? sucks he has bad juju back. he's back I thought he was gone forever I should have known better and Cal's never gonna leave we're gonna be talking about Cal in like X6 no. <laughs> it's gonna be, he's gonna be like the main villain or something no. I'm joking. Uh, you better be. It's obviously Lord English. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So there's Bro and Jack and also Dave Sprite. You know, depending on how this fight goes, it might need the backup. <laughs> <sighs> this is all fine, I'm sure. Dave is Everything- the only one that doesn't have dead parents. <sighs> I just, okay, I just want to say that whole, that whole conversation that John and Jade had about everyone prototyping their, their sprites with their like dead family members or whatever so they can reunite with them and be happy. And then them saying, huh. And, you know, I guess Dave just sort of prototyped his with like a dead bird. <laughs> I feel so fucking validated from the whole rant I went on last time about that exact thing. Like, (laughs) I, I, yep, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, see, see, yeah. You know, it's fine. No, it's fine. The only one Dave has to support him is his future self and a random dead bird he he found outside of his window. It's fine. It's fine. No, I can't, I can't. Be emotional about Dave this time. He wasn't even in this session, this reading session, and I was emotional enough about him last time, so. He was in the sound file, and he did look, he did take his sunglasses off. He did, and that's when Jade's dream got weird. You know, the last time a character looked up in the sky, it didn't go too well for them. No, no, it is also similarly red. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we talk about that sound file? 
Yes, let's talk about that sound file. Squiddly D. Squiddly Excuse da. me. I'm having a squiddly song. I have one solid reaction to that sound file, and that is this. What the fuck? So do you ever have those dreams where you, you wake up in like a cold sweat and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, in terms of what I think the sound file was supposed to convey, it did a very good job because I, I could not look away, but I wanted to look away. I was like, I was literally squinting my eyes at my screen because it, it, it hurt my brain to look at it. I had to look away at the end because of the epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrifying and kind of upsetting. And I don't blame Jade for waking up in the mood that she did. No, no, I don't. The funny thing about that is that Jade has never had a normal dream before. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely never had a nightmare. Yeah. But now her dream self is dead. And obviously... This was a nightmare that came from her sleeping in, like, the bubble of a horror terror conjuring. Obviously, it's different from, like, when you or I would have a nightmare about, like, I don't know, crows coming to peck out your eyes when you're, like, ten. That was a reoccurring nightmare I had when I was, like, ten. I was gonna say, that sounded like a very weirdly specific... Yeah, the the nightmare was I would go to the mailbox to get mail and then crows would peck my eyes out anyway. (laughs) No! (laughs) So, you know, that kind of nightmare is bad enough, but when it is aided by some fucking knockoff HP Lovecraft bullshit... Yeah, like it gets even worse. That must not have been fun for Jade, who isn't used to this at all. No. No. She's used to having, like, full lucid dreams in a city that she knows very well. Now it's all destroyed and her dream self is dead. And that's all awful. <sighs> and then she has to wake up to- well, okay. Immediately she woke up to Fefri talking to her. But then she had to wake up to Carcat talking to her. And then she had to talk to two different Carcats. And then it turned out she didn't have to talk to Carcat at all yet. She's gonna fucking lose it. She's gonna- she- well, she did lose it. (laughs) I can't take it. I'm at my limit. (laughs) I can't fucking take it. (laughs) And, like, future Carcat was just like, oh, hell yeah, go off. And she was like, no! You shut up too! No, no, we're gonna talk about that. (laughs) And- and Carcat's white knighting. Oh my god. (laughs) He's my boy, but oh my god, I just wanna- the nature of being a car cat fan is just wanting to punch him in the face every once in a while just a little bit i mean that's also the nature of being car cat so anyway jade is more likable in this state yeah she is she's just more human and that makes any character more likable I will say, now that we're back to interacting with all of the humans I, I remember before, in, uh, back when we were interacting with all four, four humans plus the trolls, I liked pretty much all of the humans better than pretty much all of the trolls. And I will say, I'm sort of back to that. I love all of the trolls. Well, I love some of the trolls. Equius. Equius. But 
the humans, they're, they're really good. They're the most, I don't know if I would say fleshed out, because some of the trolls are obviously very fleshed out, but I feel like at this point all of the humans are as fleshed out as the most fleshed out of the trolls. Yeah, they're on par with, like, your Carcats and your Vriskas. And your Terezis, right? And I think that, oddly enough, the humans are more... <laughs> Ironically, they're grayer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're grayer than the trolls are. The trolls, with a couple exceptions, of which I would say Terezi is one, they're more consistently good or bad. I, I don't even know if I agree with those particular designations, but they're very much one thing or another. And overall, not necessarily individually, and the humans are not as much. So generally, overall, I find the humans a little more interesting than the trolls. But then again, the trolls have more characters who I just straight up don't like. So <laughs> that tips the scales a little bit in the humans' favor. <laughs> hey, do you know what I find more interesting than what we're talking about right now? What? Uh, the minigame! Alright everyone, uh, welcome to, uh, the game. Middle of- it's the middle of the episode, it's a game, not put your friend in the closet, let's go! Oh, you're back! Yeah, I was here last week. Were you? I don't think you were. Yeah, no, oh no, I, I totally was, yeah. <laughs> Time is relative. Easy! That's what Einstein says, and if you don't agree with me, then you don't agree with Einstein, and then I guess you're dumb. Aha. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, got pick a card. You know how to play this game, right? Of course I do. Yeah. I'm ju I'll just humor you. Mm-hmm. Four of diamonds. All right. Uh, four of diamonds? Yep. Do, do me a favor um, and tell me who holds the cane can specimens. Uh, Would that be Terezi? Fuck it would. Uh, you get that card. I sure do. Okay, let's see. Oh, I got a joker. Oh, which, which one? <laughs> I assume it's... Black, but the only way I can tell is is the words. I I would assume that is black. <laughs> Let's go with that. Remember, for the black Joker, you if you answer this question correctly, you get three cards. The next three cards you draw. Ooh, do me a favor. You'll never guess this one. Name me a music track from Homestuck. I'm so upset that this is the first thing that came into my mind, but I have to say it because I know it's right. The Nick Cage song. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know how you outsmart me every time, Sullivan. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and draw three cards. Tell me what they are so that I can give you those cards. Six of diamonds. Eight of hearts, four of spades. All right, beginner's luck. 
Right, alright. I'm just going easy on you for the first game. Next game will be harder. It's not the... Ten of spades? Alright, this one is sure to stump you. There's no way you'd know this. Okay. Elizabeth, why don't you go ahead and tell me, what are the two mutant blood colors? Oh boy. Ah, I got you, didn't I? Uh, you might have, for the first time, you might have gotten me. Ah, uh-uh, no, I've gotten you before in other no, times. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Hmm. Gonna have to make an educated guess on this one. Okay, I'm gonna go with the two mutant blood colors, Jade and the candy red that Carcat has. Close, but no cigar. Ah. Did I get one of them? You got one of them, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Half points don't exist. That's for sissies. Oh, sure. Okay. Can I at least know the um know the one that I got right? Absolutely not. Aww. Guess what, Elizabeth? Uh, you lost the mini game. I still uh got more cards than usual, though. So. That's because of a lucky streak. It's dumb luck. It's not any skill on your part. All right. You believe what you want to believe. So anyway, I'm going to go kill your friend. Uh Uh-huh. As you always do. Have fun with that. I want to talk about the Carcat Jade conversation. Or, I'm sorry, the Carcat-Carcat-Jade conversation. Yeah, the Carcats-Jade conversation. Aha, uh-huh, that. It's like how the plural of Surgeon General is Surgeon's General. <laughs> it's the head noun that gets pluralized. So, there's a lot to unpack here. I just, saying from the start, we should probably throw away the whole suitcase. And Jade would like us to. Okay, Carcat. 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 It's like watching a very slow train wreck. And there's a T, and one train is like facing the T, and then the other two are coming towards each other with that one train in the middle, and that train can't go anywhere. This is the world's most complicated trolley problem. <laughs> And Jade is the one tied to the tracks. (laughs) Okay, if you were Jade in this situation, would you be more mad at past Carcat or future Carcat? Oh my god, oh my god, I don't even know. They're both bad. I think future Carcat because he's like, oh, stupid me three hours ago. This is so ridiculous. This is, and Jade's like, it it was, it was three hours. Dude, dude, it was, it was. Three hours ago? (laughs) The fact that it was three hours ago is the funniest fucking thing. Future Carcat's acting like he's had years more experience and wisdom now. Come on. Realizing that you've made mistakes in the past is one thing. This is something else. Hey, I know I yelled at you at the top of my lungs three hours ago. But I already apologized to you in another conversation, so it's fine, and we're best friends now. I I haven't said it yet. I have to say it. Hmm. Carcat really will 
just fall in love with anything. I know the endgame car cat ship, and I know I'm going to love it eventually. But right now, I just, I kind of do want to just sort of shove Aridin and Carcat together because they are somehow similar but opposite dumbasses in that way. If they could just get together, they would just leave everyone else alone. <laughs> Don't put that fate on Carcat. <laughs> I know, I know, I wouldn't. And also, I feel like. Right now, he would deserve it. Yes, right now. I just love, again, thinking on, like, the actual, like, timeline of events of Carcat's, like, life. He literally did just yell at Dave and John for flirting at the, at the trolls. Yeah. And he turns around and starts white-knighting Jade. She recognizes exactly what the fuck he's doing, and she's like, cut that shit out. And he's like, oh no, I'm... Uh, no, we're friends now. Shut the fuck up, car cat. <gasps> oh my god. <sighs> car cat's the Megamind villain. Oh god, you're right. Not Megamind. And not Megamind. <laughs> right, he's a titan. But the red-headed dude. Yeah, how? Titan, you know. Titan. I haven't watched Megamind since it came out. I've watched it like t ten times, which perhaps tells you a lot about who I am. Megamind is a really good movie. Anyway, we're talking about Homestuck? Yeah, it's- Carcat is just- he's- <laughs> I also love at the end of the conversation, current Carcat is just like, hmm, maybe Jade isn't so bad, and future Carcat's like, don't talk about that here. Like, she can see everything we say. He goes, shh, she can still read this, you stupid fuck. Now is not the time to open your veins and write poems about your feelings. Because, because his, because his blood is red, and it's red, 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 feelings, and, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the weird romance shit going on, Jade just being rude? Yes, I love rude Jade. She needs to be more rude. Yes, she does. She's like, I should have said this years ago instead of just blocking you and sending frowny faces. And I was like, go off. But yet she goes, stop it. Ugh, I don't know what's worse, jerk car cat or goofy psychophant car cat. I can't stand it. Whether you're trying to be nice or just being a crazy asshole, you're just so weird. I'm through humoring you. I don't even care about the stupid exploded robot mission, whatever that was. Just bless her. Bless her soul. I should have let you have it! <laughs> she used so many exclamation points. This isn't about this conversation, but I know we talked about last time how that one art style was like kind of weird and didn't really fit. I think it did fit here, because Jade... Jade just looks so angry. Yeah. It, it actually worked out really well. For a minute, it was weirder than before because it was Jade. But then after I got over that, it was like it actually worked better. They took out a lot of hatching out of the images, so I think it's better that way. Yeah, that helped. The the one panel where like John is like throwing all of her plants out the window, and then it shows her standing there with all of the plants raining on her. She's gonna murder somebody. <laughs> she just looks like her manager 
told her that they were going to stay open because one customer has been wandering around the store for half an hour and they have like eight things in their cart and they don't want to disrupt a customer and lose a sale. That's the look. That's the look. She was me in customer service. (laughs) Are all of these characters like, okay? No. Because I don't think any of them are okay. Okay, 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 okay. On that subject, gotta talk about the conversation between John and Jade, the serious one, where Jade was like, hey, don't go into my lab. And John, first of all, says immediately is like, okay, is there a reason why not? And she's like, oh, my dead dream self is in there. And he's like, oh, I, I actually saw that already. Yeah, sorry, but I have seen your dead body. Yeah, and she was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like... And John's like, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, it was really sad. (laughs) They're very sad. He saw his friend dead, and that's the first time he's ever seen her. Oh, God, you're right. And he had just learned that she's like his paradox sister. Yeah. My sister and friend is dead. I've never gotten to talk to her in person, and now I'll never talk to her dream self. And and then she didn't want to really talk about her, like, horror, terror, nightmare, or whatever. And I'm just like, children. I almost fucking forgot. There was a conversation between Jade and Feffery, and Jade was also very mean to Feffery. Yeah, well, she was just fed up. She was just completely fed up. Stop with the typing quirk. Oh my god. And Fuffery was like, fine, I'll debase myself for a human. Do you want me to cut off my fins as well? <laughs> but she did. She did, you know, get rid of her typing quirk. That's the second time Fuffery's done that, actually. The first time was when she was basically breaking up with Aridin, and um, Aridin was like, look, I dropped my typing quirk so you'll know all- I'm serious. And Fuffery was like, yeah, okay. I will too. And she just did. Do you think it's maybe because Andrew Hussey hates typing in her typing quirk? (laughs) I think maybe. Between that and the, like, oh, please don't go in that room, that sort of thing, there was a lot of just, like, very subtle pro-consent things going on today. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to the car cat conversation. Yeah, well, that's an example of, of someone not paying attention to boundaries. Because Karkat has repeatedly violated Jade's boundaries. Like, she locked him over and over and over again, and he's, like, gotten around it. Hey, folks, if someone blocks you on any kind of social media, don't try to get around it and contact them through, like, another piece of social media or another, uh, uh, like, d- don't. You've just been blocked. Yeah, you've just been blocked, like, that's- just accept it. And Karkat has not accepted it, ever. There were a couple examples of good boundaries and consent, and one of not good. You know, that's just how it goes. Yep. Oh, one other- one other thing, I- I think this is probably the- the last thing. There were a lot of conversations, but it was still kind of a shorter-esque session. But when Jade removed those reminders off of her finger, first off, sad. I know, I was, ugh. Second off, it reminded me, I forgot to mention this in the episode before when we learned about the reminders. When I was reading Homestuck, I tried so hard to make finger reminders my thing. (laughs) I 
wanted this so bad. And my mom does a lot of like, or back then she did a lot of like costume design and had like a lot of textiles in our basement. So like I, I could, I did have the string for it, but like I couldn't keep it up. And I feel very ashamed of that because <laughs> it would have been so cool if I just kept that. But no. But no. It reminds me of a of a bit with Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street one time where Ernie had string on all of his fingers and, you know, Bert asked him what it was for and he was like, well, the string on this finger reminds me of the string on this finger reminds me of the string on this finger. And he went through all 10 fingers and he got to the last one and he's like, which reminds me of this, this string, which reminds me that we're out of string. We need to go get some more. Oh my god. <laughs> that was my childhood sense of humor. So, <laughs> but also, the Jade removing all of her string reminders was really sad, actually. I got no strings to tie me down to make me fret or make me frown. Um, no, it was, it was sad. And then she was like, man, what was this last one for? Oh, shit, wait, John was falling. I hope he's okay. I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. But yeah, yeah, it was sad. Yeah, Jade's going through it, and she needs some good support. And she got some pretty good support from from John. So there's that. And on that note, I do sincerely hope, I don't, we haven't really said this before, but I do sincerely hope that all of our listeners are also getting support from their loved ones in these trying times. Yeah. I, I assume this will still be going on by the time this episode posts because we live in a hellscape. <sighs> Just know that even if you're homestuck, you can still read homestuck. Exactly. And I do think that is going to be all of the homestuck we have for today. Today we read through pages 2,841, which had the best gif of, like, the fucking record with the gears on it and all that fucking Jack Noir shit. Through pages 2,887, which did have the fucking giant typhus worm goddamn boy. <laughs> you can read all of Homestuck at homestuck.com. And if you want to access the accessible versions, links to those can be found on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also on that Tumblr and practically everywhere else on the internet where you can find us, you can also find the transcriptions of all of these episodes that Elizabeth writes, where Elizabeth has to transcribe the things that I say, such as, It's been one week since I looked at me. We won't even know why that's funny. And I won't, and I won't say. We also have a Twitter, at how underscore sane, and that's where you can answer our polls and interact. With us, you know, limited by the number of characters that Twitter limits us to. And our music is done by the one and the only John Michael. Fun fact, his birthday was on 413. Happy birthday, John Egbert. Happy birthday, John Michael. Happy birthday, John Michael. You were almost born on 413. If I had been born five days earlier... I would have the exact same birthday as John Egbert, and I would have turned 13 on April 13th, 2009. You would have been the homestuck baby. I would have been the homestuck baby, but instead, I, my, my birthday is tomorrow. Instead of that. Everybody say happy birthday, Elizabeth, when that happens. 
Well, I don't think that's going to work very well because this episode isn't coming out for... (laughs) Everybody say happy birthday, Elizabeth, when this episode comes out, even though it won't be on her fucking birthday. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to be as old as canonically John Igbert, I guess, is. At this point, she's June. Yes, that's true. We forgot to talk about the, the little exchange John had with Jade about his possibly trans robot bunny that she made for him and the and the reasons why. Oh yeah, that was so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, go uh wait and review us on iTunes. That would be great. Tell all of your friends to listen to this. There has never been a better time to read Homestuck for the first time. Or to get into a Homestuck podcast. Or get into a Homestuck podcast. Or or both. Then at a time when everyone is literally Homestuck, stuck at home, has nothing else to do. And also, it's a story about an apocalypse. So hey, you know, why not? Why not? Until next time, everybody, remember, we love you, and Friska did nothing wrong. One of those statements you just said was true. Good night, everyone! Good night.